And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champion for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fee. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colin Coyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Garrity and meet of the football champions. Welcome to another edition of the We Are Mead podcast. Uh, I'm Mickey Brennan and I'm joined full house this week, lads. It's been a while since we had a full house. On my right, I've got David Wisman, I've got Brian Kelly, and I've got Kieran Flynn. And the three amigos are here with myself today, and it's great to have you all, lads. I suppose everybody's jumping on the bandwagon now that we're top of the table, Brian, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's lost to see you <laughs> Well, we'll come back to that. That is a reference, obviously, to Mead winning in Cork and staying at the top of the table in, in the Alliance League Division 2. But I suppose uh, we'll give you a rundown of what's going to be happening on this week's podcast because um, I suppose we're trying to get it all in. We're trying to get it in in 45 minutes. We've got B-League tonight, lads. and uh, you know, On the tones. On the tones, <laughs> on the tones. So we're going to, obviously, we'll do, uh, we'll come back to the Mead game. Um, we're going to do a roundup of the All-County Football Leagues from the weekend. And we'll obviously do our usual spot now where we'll choose a couple of the results and uh, the ones that stood out for everybody. We're going to have a look back at the Mead Hurlers from the weekend taking on West Mead. The Mead Ladies also had two games and since we, are, we had our last podcast against Sligo and Roscommon. And we've got a little bit of a, um, uh, an insight to one of them games and we want to thank... Uh, we'll come back to that later on. We'll thank Tom O'Connor later on. Um, we've got some absolutely incredible interviews with uh, Andy McEntee and uh, Ronan Ryan. Exclusive um, uh, interviews that the one and only David Rispin got after the game. And in particular, lads, the Andy McEntee one, it just has me, it has me rearing. It just the blood and the hair standing on the back of the neck. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Well done, David, on getting that fantastic interview. So I suppose we'll start, lads, with the All-County Football League's roundup from uh, the weekend. And uh, we're going to go through Division 1 first. Uh, Nafian at 2.13. Wolf Tones, two goals and nine points. Dunmore Ashburn, 3.14. Rathout, one goal and 13. Dunshockland, 2.12. Minalvi, 2.7. Navin O'Matney's 3-16, Dunboyne not 7, 7 points. It was a huge win there for Navin O'Matney's. Gail Colum Kill, 2-19, Sidden won 12. Summerhill, 5 goals and 20. Old Castle, 3 goals and 8. Simonstown, 2-15, Screen not 13. And we're going to go to, I suppose, Brian Kelly, you haven't been here in a while, so we'll go to you first. And uh, what, I suppose... What fixture stu- stood out for you in Division 1? It helped if I was listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I have to go with Dunbine and Navarro Mahonis. That's a huge result for Mahonis. Dunbine got off for a great start in round 1, but since then they seem to have been struggling. They're not helped by being short. A good few lads with the county team maybe, but 
oh man, he's might be laying down a marker for for the season to come with performances like that. Yeah, well, when you look through the Navin O'Matney's team and you look at the, the their forward line, I just think that they have a really exciting prospect this year. They're missing a couple of players at the minute as well, and um, that have to come back into the fold. So uh, I said it at the start of the uh, the All County Football League when they got that big win on the first day. This could be the year that O'Matney's start to. Um, come back into the Mead Senior Championship and, and, and show who, who's ruled the roost for the last fucking number of years. Yeah, well, they won the under-17 league two years ago in Division 1, so they've a good crop of young that's coming through. And then you've Rory Aquilan back from the States, yeah. who's a huge addition, so like it's a good cocktail to have. Ford is coming back from injury, I think, as well. He's back training. So I believe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, David, any of those fixtures stick out for you? Um, You'll be delighted here. I like the Simon Sen result against Green in the Colm O'Rourke derby. Oh, you um, like it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, a serious win. And like we talked about Screen last week, um, that there's probably no need for panic stations just yet. But now there's four games played and uh, they seem to be struggling early on. Yeah. And in fairness to them, they would have Baron, obviously, Dara Campion, which we, we referenced before. They would have nearly their full hand to play with, where Simonstown, you know, would would have a lot of lads out through various yeah. different things at the moment. So that's a great win. Des Lane seems to have gone in there and done, is doing a really good job. And the hunger kind of seems to be slowly and gradually coming back to the Simonstown charges, which will uh, which will be great for them come come championship. Yeah, and and like you know historically, I suppose. Simonstown don't really tend to do well in the league or whatever. Usually, at, towards the end of the league, they're trying to pick up points, you know, just to just to be safe, you know, that kind of way. So uh, it is a really good start for Des Lane and, and his troops. Uh, Kieran, what one from Division One sticks out for you? Uh, the Dunham or Ashburn three fourteen through Toth one thirteen. I think is a local derby. One, another local derby. They're always kind of ones that you like to pick out. So I think it's hard to know. We're taught don't have as much representation on the county team as they would have had in the past but I'm not sure about their a lot of their lads have gone travelling like the Wallaces and the likes of Brian Powers playing Sigerson with DIT I wonder how well they're going to take it at this time of the year but don't take it away from Dunmore like that's good scoring just like maybe the Summerhill Oldcastle game very high scoring from Summerhill 520 and that's without the artist so it's brilliant to see maybe actually a lot of high scores in Division 1 which is yeah, yeah, the absolutely. The is good. Well, I was just going to say, you know, it was interesting that the weather was fine last weekend for most of the for the most part of last weekend, and that probably helped uh, uh, the football. And, and I'm hoping that that fine weather is going to uh, be key to a, a great game of football in Simonstown tonight for the <laughs> E-League between Simonstown and Wolf Tones, as we've already mentioned. We go on to Division Two: Ballinabracky one fourteen, St Pat's one seven, Carner Ross one fourteen, Curraha two nine, Trim one eleven, Bective one eight. Dundery 113, Mead Hill 8 points, Mulkenny 3-9, St Michael's 113, Delete Bellustown 211 and St Colum Kills 1-9. David Rispin, I suppose we'll go to you, what one sticks out for you mostly in Division yeah, 2? Yeah, I'll have to go again with the neighbours, uh, Karen Ross, fantastic, uh, second week in a row they're after beating senior opposition, yep. um, which is incredible. This time, we spoke last week about how important their home games are going to be, but this time they actually went to Curahan and got a result by the narrowest of margins. Um, the two O'Reillys, uh, Keane and Frank, I think one nine between them. Frank getting one seven. He's, he's he's their main man. But like Dermot McGee is still there, real real veteran. Alexis Sanchez himself with the shorts pulled right up, uh, <laughs> contributing handsomely as well from the full forward line this time. So, I think what Karen Ross are trying to do is they're trying to create kind of a, an image or a, you know, a, a, on their inside forward line with the likes of Frank O'Reilly and Dermot in there. Decky Riley's another experienced campaigner. 
and they seem to be going with kind of youth around the midfield whereas Dermot probably would be getting on a little bit now but in full forward he's lethal and yeah. uh, he'll be a hell of addition in the junior championship this get year the young lads do all the running yeah. and get him to you know all about that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing that for a long time now uh, Brian Kelly I suppose what, what one stands out for you in Division 2 uh, probably the East Mead Derby with St. Column Kills and, and Delique. Yeah. Column Kills started off with a great win in round one against us, but they've lost the last couple of games to Carneros and oh, they weren't up against much in division or in round one, were they? No comment. <laughs> 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 I'm not, not going to hang myself here. <laughs> Again. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like Column Kills had Graham Riley and James Conlon start, they were home from Cork. So you'd expect Kills to go on and win that game. Yeah. But just they're maybe they're hampered a bit maybe they haven't had their manager on the line for many games this year yet because he's involved with Wexford mm-hmm. so you'd imagine as the year goes on they'll improve but they'll be looking to pick up points fairly quick cause lose any more and they'll struggle to get back to Division 1 that's it uh, we'll move on Kieran Flynn the, not so much East Mead Derby but the, the North and South Battle of Bracky and the Pats uh, 7 point win for Battle of Bracky. like that's a a big 7 point win over a senior team is, is no mean feed for Balnabracki so yeah. I thought they were favourites last year for the Intermediate Championship and probably just let them down maybe themselves and Trim were two of the best teams last year they didn't really get going at the very latter end so if they can get some good league form going I think they're going to be very strong in that division and Championship as well yeah interestingly Dundery who we thought were struggling and Meat Hill who we thought were going well you know Dundery picking up a win there a badly needed win um, uh, when you consider you know how high flying they were last year, and we as we thought that they were going to go to an intermediate final, it would have been one of our favourites as well. But um, they pick up um, two points against Mead Hill. We're going to move on now to Division Three. St Vincent's two eleven, Dunsany eleven points, Drumbarra two twelve, Ballinlock one fourteen, Waterston seventeen, Minalty one ten, Longwood two ten, St Dalton's fifteen points. Stop punching the air there, David. Uh, Castleton 3.20, Blackhall Gales 1.5, uh, Beliver 3.10 and Kilmainham not 11. We go to you, Kieran Flynn. Which was your standout result of the uh, Division 3? Now leave this in Dalton's one for, for David. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, I, I don't want to talk about my own lads because they've got bets. So we'll go with uh, Dunbarra and Ballinlock. A very tight fixture up there in, in the north of the county. Uh, Dunbarra were very much needing a win and it looked like Battle Lock were kind of flying enough this time of year so I'd say there was a fairly tough game now to referee and to participate in I'd say there was cats and, and all you name it there was flying out every direction so. cats flying? <laughs> I know every kind of, God knows what to see up in that direction I mean so. and pigs drinking milk <laughs> Just, I'd say it was exactly what you need lads flaking each other as I was ah, you love a bit of flaking you do. we go on now uh, we'll go to Brian Kelly Division 3 what one stood out for you? Castletown, Hammer yeah. and Blackhall Gales. Yeah, Blackhall Gales were senior last year. They're a club that they're doing good work at underage, but it seems there was a gap in the middle maybe there where they're struggling to get bodies through and it's, it's a small area population-wise, so mm-hmm. they could struggle for a few years and that's a, a worrying result for them. It's a great year. It's a great start to the year for Castletown, though. Mm-hmm. They're absolutely mm-hmm. flying. Four from four. Yeah, yeah. you know, like it's... Uh, uh, when you consider last year they struggled a lot of the year this time last year the manager was about to quit yeah mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's great to see Castleton flying um, we'll, we'll move on to David Rispin now David 
What result stands out the most for you there in Division 2? I was going to say Drumbara beating Ballinlaw. <laughs> but that one's taken. <laughs> it's not, but uh, no, I'll, I'll talk about the Longwood game if you want. <laughs> Look, that's a big win for Longwood. I know they're playing, they're a senior club now it's and they're, badly they're playing win. a junior club, but that's their first win in, in that, four leagues. Exactly, yeah. And I suppose it's no coincidence that it was their first game with their two county men back in Mickey Burke and Owen Lynch back right. playing. Burke getting in, in in the full forward line, getting four points and only inch, I think, midfield with, with a goal and a point. Like, them two lads are huge. I know that they're, they're far from just them two guys, but uh, Aaron Ennis, but, Ryan Moore, the likes of them. But yeah, they're great. When they, when they see them playing, that's it. And they take up a lot of attention. On. So let's say Mickey Burke is in the full forward line and he's kicking scores for fun, then someone has to mark him as opposed to maybe marking Ryan Moore, and that frees yeah. him up. And yeah. the same with Aaron same Ennis with, with Aaron Ennis. Lynch and yeah. stuff. So, look at it, it was only by the minimum at the same time. It was 15 scores to 12, yeah. you know, but the, the goals were the big thing, like, for, for, for Longwood. Yeah, huge. Um, and look, at Ultons were, at, Ultons were from, what I, from what I gathered with the team, they were, they were more or less at full strength. Keith McBride was back as well. So, that look, they won't be too disappointed with that. I mean, at the end of the day, they are going away to a senior club and it wouldn't be a game that, when Longwood have their full complement, that they'd be expected to win anyway. Yeah. But it's more of a, it's more key for Longwood to win that kind of game than Alton's. Absolutely, yeah, I have to agree with you on that. It was, it was, it was a bigger result for Longwood than uh, than it would have been for St Alton's mm. to, to win that game, especially the run they've been on. And Division Four, Kilbride two eleven, Slain one five, Clonmacgill seven goals and eighteen points, St Mary's two five, Courtown two ten, and Drumcondra twelve points. Um, we'll go to we we'll go to David Rispin and we'll give him the pleasure of uh, it's uh, not, it's not what, result, win. what result in Division 4 stood out for you oh, that, that was a great win for Kilbride <laughs> uh, a yeah. massive win for Clan Gale. yeah huge yeah, yeah. yeah and then a badly needed win for Corton yeah really badly needed and I suppose that could be the result I said it last week that could kickstart our year playing from Condra mm-hmm. um, so often is the catalyst for the lads when when we have from Condry, you'll just notice that there's just a few more down training the week of the game and there's a few more at the game talking out and they just all want to be a bit a part of it. Um, really tough place to go How on. has that become a local derby? Just, <laughs> oh, <laughs> there's, 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 there's what, 20 miles between us? Oh, at least, yeah, but it's, it's, it's up there like with, with one of the most bitterly It is, it's like an old firm derby. Yeah, so yeah, it's really a hostile, and it's like going to Ibrox. But no, look, at it, the lads actually had a good win the other night in the second team, which is actually funny because sometimes that winning the second team can actually can spark on. the first yeah. team into life there would have been a few guys playing on the second team and then playing on the first team as well so for us that's massive and at the end of the day where were you playing? I was playing the corner forward corner forward that's four games in a row corner forward yeah, I, I, I don't tend to move from the corner I, uh, right we'll, we'll always just ask just in case he's it'll not, be the week he, that we don't the ask doing the running. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be the week we don't ask that he's moved out the field or something what did you score? just a pint just a pint yeah. how much did you set up though? I won a few frees. They're all over me. Simulated a few fouls. Yeah, loads of diamonds. They love that tan. They're all over you. No, no, I'm uh, not sure. Was it was it the jet lag coming back from Cork or was it the hangover from the darts, which you know all about as well? So. How, how much did you pay Podgy Kyle for them frees? Oh yeah. Geez. Just as you mentioned the darts in 180, I think that was the final score that Clan McGill ended up with. Uh, seven goals and 18 points. Just I wanted to mention that in Division Four. That's a huge. Huge scoreline to put up. I had called them out the previous week, so I think hopefully maybe that was a, a response to what I had said. I said it's thirty nine points 
to 11. It you know. go nowhere and then they just come out and score 7-18. And then seven, they come out and score 7-18. Yeah. You know, that Flynn <laughs> lad knows nothing. Yeah. No, I think I was just trying to get them We all know that. When they were just trying to prove that to you. I think that's, some areas are weak though, unfortunately, for them as well. That's the All County Football League done, lads. Um, uh, I suppose, just looking back through, Navin O'Matney's are sitting top of uh, Division 1. Uh, Division 2, who's sitting at Rakeney. the top? Rakeney is right sitting at the top of Division 2. Division 3 is... Castletown. Castletown. And number 4, uh, Division 4, is Kilbride. Um, and just before we move on, a uh, young player from St. Bridget's stood out on the weekend as well. Uh, last weekend, Michael playing, Flood. Michael Flood playing in the Sigerson final. Um, was he cornerback in the Sigerson final? Cornerback, yeah. Um, he all, yeah, pretty much that position. He, I think he captained them to win the Division One League before mm. Christmas. He's he's getting he's yeah. getting rave reviews, and what I was a few people were asking me like, why is he not in the county panel? Is he still under twenty? No, no, no. He he played under twenty ones, so he would have actually played under twenty one. Could have been the last. No, he's the same age as me, so he's twenty three, and he's played me juniors the last two or three years as well. Right. It's probably difficult to be on a mid senior panel when you're in college in Cork. You're not a training. Right. It's hard to be back for training, and that like I know James McIntyre is blowing Cork, but he's established. I'm getting a lot of messages on on Twitter and on uh, social media just asking me what is the story? Why is he not? Is is he not on the mead team? Is he not worth a look at or whatever? Now look at the moment that mead panel is really really strong, and that could be another reason why he's not probably breaking through onto that panel. But look, just wanted to give him a shout out. Great to see young Michael Flood doing so well and winning the Sigerson Trophy. Um, uh, and being such a, a key player on that Sigerson team so well done we're going to move on now to the Mead uh, Hurlers they were playing on Sunday afternoon was it? Um, midday in, wasn't it? it was midday on, 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 on Sunday um, in Mullingar against West Mead and come up short in this game one goal and 20 to 20 points um, a disappointing result there for Mead um, I suppose we'll go to our small ball expert uh, Kieran Kieran uh, Flynn uh, Kieran you know, a disappointing result, but we're within a puck of a ball of uh, of maybe winning that game. Well, again, I think it's what eternally what they're trying to do is make progress with that team. And even this year, they got a very bad beating off Westmead and Kinnegad in the in the Kyo Cup. So it just shows that we were playing most of the game with a man down. Yeah, Alan Douglas that, was sent yeah, off. Yeah, Alan Douglas dug him off, and it's not easy to do that. So it just shows the fight and the spirit. And as well, uh, Sean Quigley did the cruciate last week. And Shane Brennan from Clemesson had the thumb broke. He, he broke in the last puck of the game, the last day. So there's two lads who are brilliant for the squad. Another lad who went off. It just shows the fight that Nick is getting out of the lads in the hurling team. So hopefully, like I said from the very start, I think Christy Ring is something that they have a big chance of winning. So the league was a matter of staying up and trying to progress in the league, build up the squad and hopefully fly into some Christy Ring games and take yeah. a few scalps. There. Who do they have next weekend? The last game is away in Kerry. They're down in Killarney. Won't be an easy game at all. Oh, they're double header with the footballers against Monaghan down there in Killarney. Excellent. Um, not an easy task for them. But as you said, the Christie Ring is the main uh, objective this year. We're going to move on now to the Mead Ladies. And they've had two games, as I said, since our last um, uh, podcast. Um, the f- round one game, which was postponed the first week, uh, took place that was against Sligo now we want to thank Tom O'Connor of Dunamore Ashburn for sending in um, uh, some information on that game and David Rispin if you want to just uh, fill in our listeners on that game yeah Tom is a big fan of the away days he, he loves going away for a weekend and, and getting a, a night out along with a, an away game in which is always a good idea but he was kind enough to send me on a few lines on the game 
he says again Sligo was a comfortable enough win in the end uh, the start there were four points to one up after 15 minutes um, with all four coming from Avian Cleary in midfield two with her right foot and two with her left foot which is brilliant to see um, and she was the best player throughout he said uh, Sligo got a goal in fairness to them and came back into it but then Kelsey Nesbitt got another goal for Mead uh, she was a constant threat for the Sligo defenders all game um, he said she'll be a great addition coming back into the setup this year and she's going to make a big difference as she gets more game time into the legs uh, in the backs he says Monica McGurk again in goals unbelievable made two top class saves all the backs played well and they kept Sligo to a point in, in the second half which is excellent um, he says overall their fitness levels looked really good and they had a strong bench to, to pick from um, and to see the game out um, seeing seen three or four Mead Miners not playing yeah. is probably proof in the pudding um, with that and he just says that if they keep the performance up um, throughout the league the promotion is very much on the cards and it's a vital that they that they get the promotion in the end so thanks to Tom for that absolutely I think the scoreline in that one was 113 to 13 in favour of Mead and then the second game we don't have any information on that other than the scoreline thanks a million for Brian Kelly Forget me that um, it was Mead four goals and fifteen uh, was common one goal and seven that's a massive win and I think it was the semi final of the uh, championship last year that Mead had to play Russ Common in Russ Common yeah in Russ Common and uh, came away with the win that day obviously as well because they were done and Russ Common had beaten them earlier in the year it's right. so they seem to have torn the corner there and really got the hex over Russ Common at the stitch. Yeah, it's it's great to see them and 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 to see them putting them to the sword the way they did, um, it could only bode well. Like they have to be getting out of this division, obviously. Um, uh, I I think they're way too good for the division. And I suppose it should be mentioned too. Maybe to beat the miners, beat Dublin <coughs> last Sunday week in round one of the right. championship. That's right. I forgot about that. So like, there's really there's something building there maybe in ladies football. Yeah, absolutely. And the under sixteens are playing in Navan on Sunday at twelve o'clock in the curtain raiser to the Kildare match. But it would be absolutely brilliant if you could see uh, the, the girls winning the league this year, getting up uh, up a division, uh, winning the intermediate championship, and then with this team that they have at minor level and under-16 level coming through uh, to uh, bolster them when they get them up uh, up to Division 1. If they get up to Division 1 and, and up to the senior yeah. championship, it would be brilliant because there is fantastic footballers there at the moment. We're going to move on now, lads. Um, I suppose to the highlight of the evening, we've got about... Let me see. We've about 20 minutes, 25 minutes to talk about this. And of course, the game we're on about is Mead and Cork played in Porky Rin last Saturday evening under lights. And Mead came away with a massive victory here. Two goals and 12 to Cork's one goal and nine. And um, I'll go to you first, David. It's the first time we've seen a few changes on the Mead team because it's been fairly settled and we've seen... um, uh, maybe one or two changes but he, he, he had to make a couple of changes going into this game Andy McAtee yeah so those changes obviously in personnel and then positional changes as well yeah. so obviously James McAtee who we all knew about wasn't going to play because of injury with UCC so what that meant was that Ronan Ryan went out wing back which you know in many ways I probably going down there I would have said you know it's bad enough maybe disrupting the half back line which has been doing so well but doing that to the full back line as well could have an effect Mm-hmm. on our performance it absolutely didn't couldn't have been further from the truth Ronan Ryan went wing back was excellent Shane Gallagher coming in for his first game of the year a cornerback superb and Gavin McCoy coming in for Neil Kane on the other side um, was outstanding as well that's that that back line is where we've you know we've 
our performances have actually stemmed from. Yeah, that's um, that's it. Like it's 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 been the catalyst. Uh, yeah. for in each game. Every every game we seem to think, geez, there's there's more to come from our forwards, which there is. But that the backline playing as well as they are, even only conceding one nine. I know the goal was sloppy. Andy alluded to. You'll hear it in the interview, but. One nine is still a good score going away to Cork. Anyone ten go- scores. Yeah, anyone going down to Cork Saturday night would have been mindful that there was a sting in Cork. And in the end, it was a very comfortable night for me, barring that little bit of a Cork revival midway through the second half. Just towards the end of the second half, the last yeah. ten minutes. And ba- oh, I'm sorry, the last ten minutes of the first half. Yeah, and then started the second. When they did get the goal, there was a little mini revival again. Mm-hmm. Barry Dardis comes on, first appearance of the year, scores an unbelievable point straight away. And then gets the goal, game over, and Mead Mead coasted in for the last ten minutes, um, which is great to see. And like they're seeing games out in a way which we we haven't seen before. And as well as that, in the face of adversity, they're applying every single time. We've seen it against Tipperary, Donegal. They didn't have time to reply because yeah. the the Donegal comeback came so late against Armagh. Backs the wall, came out fighting, won the game comfortably again. And last Saturday night in Cork against the Cork side who realistically had to win the game to, to give themselves any chance of staying up. Just as you mentioned all that, and you mentioned Andy McEntee and, and, and Cork staying up, we're going to go to your interview that you did with Andy McEntee straight away after the game. If you'd like to advertise on the We Are Mead podcast, please get in contact with us by emailing wearemead at gmail.com or contact Damien on 85 1127 089 the we are me podcast because it matters more david has been here from the we are me podcast i'm joined by mead manager andy mcatee after a, a tough but but a good result andy and good performance particularly second half yeah it was tough and uh, it was always going to be tough in all fairness to, to cork they're uh, they're in a difficult position and uh, surely they're going to throw something at us so it was physical they're a big team a lot of big bodies out there so I'm sure we'll have a, sore, a few sore heads or first sore bodies uh, tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, it was good. I thought, you know, we started very well. We let them back into it a little bit. A couple of sloppy mistakes, give the ball away a little bit uh, needlessly on a couple of occasions and brought them back into it. But, uh, you know, the period where, where Brian uh, Menton was off mm. and we were down to 14 men, I thought we coped with it very well. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the goal, you know, they came close. The goal gave us a little bit of breathing space. Then we coughed up a sloppy goal, but but the last goal certainly made the last few minutes uh, a little bit easier on the heart. I, I suppose the reaction from you know that sloppy or that soft cork goal would have been pleasing for you to go down the other end. Barry Dardis get coming on, short cameo, getting a goal in the point. It's it's great to see. Yeah, yeah. Was it did he get the goal or was it Thomas? Yeah, no, Barry. I think oh, God, very little dummy yeah, very good. Yeah. One, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it was a great point to get straight after, as you say, straight after <clears> the cork goal. It was a good response. And uh, that's very pleasing, and you know it's it's good for Barry. That's that's his first real opportunity to yeah. show, uh, and uh, it's good for us to have someone like Barry Dardis who can come on and, and make an impact in the game. Yeah, and injury-wise, Andy, I suppose it's a bit early to be asking you about the few lads that have come off. You know, early with with knocks and niggles. It's yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think Shane uh, Shane was just cramp. Uh, Gavin McCoy. I mean, you know, what a fairy tale story yeah, for that fella. Like. You know, I, I'm uh, I'm delighted for him. He's uh, he's a great lad. He's a great lad, and he came off with uh, with cramp as well. So I don't think he's anything too much. And Seamus Lavin has a little bit maybe you know, blow to the head. So he wasn't. I'm not too sure how he's at. I don't think there was anybody. I think Killian was cramping, and uh, you know, mm. 
we're not unfit, so it just goes to show how hard the lads were working. Yeah, and I suppose just on the Cork situation, I know you want to probably focus on yourself, but what do you make of the predicament Cork are in at the moment? Is it? Oh, look, it's not, uh, uh, you know, the truth of the matter is we were in a similar enough position last yeah. year where we had to go into our last two games. We had to win the last two games to, to stay up. So it's not a nice place to be. It, it, it's tough and... Uh, no more than anything else when you're in that position things start to go against mm. you and there was a couple of little things that went yeah. against Cork yeah. there today went went in our favour went against them and that's what tends to happen when you're not winning games Yeah, and then looking ahead then Kildare next weekend huge game in Navin oh huge game in Navin I mean you know Kildare always bring a great support and they bring you know a, a bloody good team as well so it's uh, it's it's a big game for us a big challenge for us so we'll, we'll go back we'll We'll have a look at a few things that maybe we could do a little bit better the next day and, mm. and try and get ready for Clare as, as well as we can. And then just on the Mead fans, I suppose, large Mead crowd coming down here on a Saturday night. Brilliant to see. You're probably wanting more of the same then next Sunday. Oh, I hope the place is jam-packed next Sunday. And, I, and I'd, I'd ask everybody, I'd ask uh, you know, clubs, supporters, schools, kids, everybody, get as many people down there. I mean, yeah. there is something happening here and uh, the lads are putting in a... You know, there's four good performances in a row and... Uh, that's you know that's what we're looking for. We need to know what we're going to get from these things, this team when they when they take the field. And certainly to date, I think everybody uh, knows what they're getting from it. Right. So well, I suppose the thing to take from that, apart from everything that you had uh, talked about prior to us playing that uh, interview, the call to arms. Andy McEntee is calling on every supporter, every child, every school uh, child in the county, every uh, clubman, every, you know, I haven't heard Andy McEntee like that since he took over the me team. He, he, he wants the people, and not only that, there's something happening. There's yeah, something that's, happening. That's the line. Yeah. That's the that's the thing. That's the, the, the there's, there's something happening Something's here, going lads. on here, yeah. There's something going on here, lads. And Kieran, I suppose, like, we we've been we've been trying to talk about this for, 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 for the opening three National Football League games. We've noticed it and I hope that everybody else is noticing that there's something happening as well. There really is there's something coming to life from it and the, like the positivity coming from the camp is just serious and it's coming like from mindset in the camp. Like it the everything has been done so meticulously, everything is planned, all the way from Mick Doherty, the, the team liaison, everything is done, the the directions of the bus they literally have every eventuality of preparation done. All their training, all the meal prep, hotels, everything is sorted. They get to the venue on time. They had because of the double header the last day against Tipperary playing the ladies first. We actually warmed up in Blackrock Hurling Club down the road from it, and that was all organised. Dressings were set. Went out in the field, warmed up, straight in the bus, straight out in the field. Everything was done so meticulously planned. And when we hit, I think uh, we're not having any slow starts. Really, we're getting into the game straight away. Like and I think overall the the camp is very positive and I think for us like to call the supporters to action I think it's very easy because your main man your banner store Andy McIntyre is calling the lads out calling every supporter so it's very easy for us to go and promote a game that really is massive it's seriously massive and it like it's just like it's passionate I love to we play them now with twenty minutes never mind the beating <laughs> get them down the road here meet you in in kindergarten or something uh, where you can the, the anywhere at all yeah play them in we, we, we played them in Newbridge Newbridge or Newbridge nowhere yeah. absolutely yeah. bait them up and down the field um I just uh, Brian like again it's just the, the call to arms and this thing that there's something happening and 
what I get from him when he says that there's something happening is last week in his interviews the, the, after the the um Armagh game. the Armagh game, he was saying that the players are taking responsibility on the field. They're working things out. And I suppose for a number of years now, players have been looking for direction the whole time. But we've got a group of players now who know they're good enough to sort things out in the field. And in no small part, the younger fellas are bringing that confidence to the team. Yeah, well, for the last few years, supporters were maybe looking and saying, where's the leaders? Go back to the Westmead game a few years ago. Where where were the leaders? But the other day, Brian Menton is one of the leaders in that team. He got Sinbin two minutes before half-time. In that time, I think, did we actually outscore Cork? Yeah. Like, that showed great leadership from players. Dara Campion worked his socks off. He had, he had to come off near the end of the game because he was just jaded. Yeah. Killian O'Sullivan worked the socks off. Like it's not all about the glamour of kicking points over. Campion didn't score the other night, but he probably had one of his best games yeah. because the work he did off the ball, stopping the cock defender coming out, slowing them up. Like we've the best defensive record in the sorry, third best defensive record in the league so far. For man to put everyone behind the ball today at the best. Yeah. But like that's not the best just in the whole national league, I think, at the moment, yeah. That's just not the six backs. That's coming from the likes of Campion, O'Sullivan, Ben Brennan and the half-hour line, working their socks off, tirelessly tackling, tracking back. Even Newman and Tommaso Riley yeah. starting it in the full forward line. Brian you know, getting hands-on, well, yeah. Brian McMahon, getting hands-on, slowing them down and not letting them out. And that's that's one of the things that's sticking out for me. So that when the, when the players do eventually get down to our defenders, defenders nearly have an easy job because mm. the guys that are making it down with the ball are that jaded that we're just as the amount of turnovers we're getting mm. is just incredible well it was Brian Menton had a great one <laughs> going down the Corkman was going on the right hand side of the field and your man was, he was just getting by him and Menton just waiting for him to kind of loosen the grip of the ball slightly and he just tipped it out of his hand it was really like you're teaching like under eights or tens yeah. like, don't forget about the man just run with him and tap it out of his hand and it was just class for him to, yeah. and we once or twice we kind of done that the backs were kind of like they weren't being overly physical in a negative sense. They were like they were making contact, but then they were playing the ball and loosening the ball and getting it and running down the field. And I think that's essential to turnovers. Like you, you see sometimes you fall in the trap of this kind of masculinity of trying to bait lads, three or four lads kind of just throwing the hands in and trying to slap everything that moves. <laughs> but that's all well and good to try and stop a runner, but they're getting the ball. Just on the game as well, just while you have the stats in front of you, um, uh. What are the stats that stand out for you this week? Shot to score ratios yeah, and stuff like that. Unfortunately, the scoring is quite down for both teams. Although the games so far were fairly good, like Mead had a total of twenty-seven shots, only scored fourteen, which is fifty-one percent. Right. So we had twenty from play. We only scored ten, which is half fifty percent. And then from dead balls, we scored out of seven. We scored four, which is fifty-seven percent. So then compare that to Cork. You had twenty-two shots. They scored ten. They were six percent lower than us at forty five percent. They had seventeen shots in play, scored seven, which is forty one. That's nine percent lower than us. And then for their actual dead balls, they had five, scored three, which is sixty percent. So the scoring was a good bit down overall. But I suppose as well, that's probably down to the fact that that was such an important game for both teams. Um, Cork, it was top against bottom. Uh, had Mead lost they're going back down to mid-table and had Cork won it they were going up to mid-table so it was a huge game and maybe that was just um, uh, a factor of that maybe that that that, that, that was the reason well, why I think uh, unfortunately you have to probably mention the tactics Cork employed mm. they did have two sweepers full time pretty much on the 45 and kind of surveying that line 
So Mead had to be patient in a lot of cases and kind of work away across. So they were frustrated a lot of the times by and maybe took a few poor shots. But overall, I think we did obviously nine percent is a lot to be better shooting like still than a team like. So we still scored an awful lot. We just left a bit behind us, which is unfortunate. That's a really good point, actually. Uh, Cork at, at any one time, even when they were attacking, they had two or three sweepers sitting. One of which was Paul Kerrigan, right? And when when you get the program and you look at the Cork team, you always look for his name as yeah. one of the dangerous inside forwards for Cork. He spends. He spent 95% of the game sitting in this half-back line. I, I just couldn't understand it for the life of me, especially when they were chasing the game. Another thing, Luke Conley, when they were actually getting back into the game, he was probably their best forward. Kicked a couple of great scores in the first half and he was taken off to his amusement and everyone else's in the ground. So, look, at, I, I, I don't want to really focus on Cork because we're trying to talk about Mead, but yeah. there's real problems in Cork and it, it's not just off the field, you know, with the pitch and all that, there's real problems on the field. And if they want us to come down, uh, just contact us on wearemead uh, at gmail.com and we'll come down to Cork and we'll sort all your problems out down there. So look, I've been doing a great job up here in Mead. <laughs> well, uh, we are Cork, I suppose... Because they paid us more. <laughs> if, um, if Andy Magandy was to look at something and it's probably been a, a small little team throughout the games, is that there's a period in both first half and second half where we go without scores. And uh, we went, in the first half, we went nearly 13 minutes, between the 22nd and 35th minute, without scoring, uh, down a, a, against Cork. And then in the second half, there was a period from the 18th minute to the 30th minute where we didn't score. And that's probably... It seems to be a little bit of a running team. Now, maybe not the areas, but that we do have a 12-minute spell in the first half and the second half. When you look at the rest of it, we're, we're scoring quite regularly in between those um, uh, two, par two parts. But it's something that I'm sure that they will be looking at when they have a look at their graphs and see that there is, in the first half and the second half, there's just a small little spell where they need to just... And it's not that they're not creating chances. It's just they're kicking more wides maybe in that in that section. But I think our scoring was more consistent. When we did score, we, we did kind of tag on, tag on, keep it going. Yeah, just you can if, see that from the If back, you can yeah. just avoid the maybe the longer barren spells, yeah. that's maybe, like we still outscored Cork quite well. Like we were the better team from start to finish, but you would have had an even easier night of it if you just tagged that's on. That's it. Even three more points. Yeah. If you, if you, if, for, if, you if you broke up those, there's two 12-minute spells so it's 24 minutes. So if you got one, three scores, one every eight minutes in that 20-minute 20, 20 spell, you know, you're, you're, you're just making your life easier because as well. You as might you stem, you know, the way some, some people maybe are negative when they go to these games and they maybe focus on the negatives, which I think is a ludicrous thing to do. But it may be sometimes in the crowd or that people get agitated when there's long spells that scored, even though, as I said, we were ahead for the whole game. It's just nice to kind of keep the whole thing cool and calm to keep on tipping the score. Before we uh, go to um, our next interview, we're just going to have a look at the table as it stands. Um, Mead in first place with a, a score difference of plus 14 on six points. We've got Fermanagh uh, also on six points with a score difference of plus five. Kildare are in third on five points. Armagh are in fourth on four points. Donegal are in fifth on four points um, with a minus three score on average. Clare, Tipperary and Cork then at the bottom. Cork with one point and Clare and Tipperary with three points. Like, you look at the last two or three years, lads, of playing in Division uh, 2 and, you know, to be at this stage of the year, three games left, two of them home games, 
and you're top of the table with six points and it's all in your own hands it's it's uncharted territory I suppose for us because the last number of years we've been sitting maybe mid-table or in the lower half of the table going well if we win our last three games we'll have a chance of promotion mm. whereas now it's in our own hands you win the three you're up promoted league final that's it all mm, yeah. even I know it's a dangerous game but I Two out, of, two out of three would probably more than likely do it as well. Yeah. Now, obviously, you want well, to the win, big game is the big game is next weekend. It's yeah. Kildare, and that's obviously why uh, <clears throat> Andy McEntee has this call to arms. He wants all of the supporters out, and he wants them in in um, <clears throat> Park Tolchin on Sunday uh, to get behind this team. And I and I agree with him. I would love to see. Wouldn't it be a class to see Park Tolchin filled at this time of the year? <coughs> Absolutely incredible. Um. I think you'd be talking maybe you'd be hoping at least kind of six or seven thousand people will come in and show their support for the game because the weather is actually due to be very good this week as well I think it's supposed to get actually really bad the following week so uh, hopefully that stays off but if the weather is good like it will obviously like the football we'll talk about the A-League football the scoring does invariably go up when the exactly, weather is good yeah, yeah. and like if it comes to a shoot off like I know Glare have good forwards and that too but I still think on, a, on our given day we have forwards that can really really cause damage I think it'd be great to maybe have a high-scoring game and not be walking with the ailments of some of the football well, let's, teams. Let's players. just say they do beat Kildare. Would you not like to be there the day that Mead beat Kildare and give themselves a real hope of coming back up to Division it would 1? Be class. Do you know, I, I just think it'd be class. But um, before we... We're going to go to Brian Kelly now in a minute. Um, but before we do our <coughs> scores, we're going to score each of the players from their performance against Cork. Um, David Rispin also caught up with cornerback, uh, wingback, or um, midfielder, wing forward, um, Ronan Ryan from um, Summerhill after the game. If you'd like to advertise on the We Are Mead podcast, please get in contact with us by emailing wearemead at gmail.com or contact Damien on 085-1127-089. The We Are Me podcast, because it matters more. I'm now joined with Mead, wingback slash cornerback, Ronan Ryan after a great win in, in Cork. Ronan, um, superb win. Second half performance was probably probably much better than the first, and that's what, what got us over the line in the end. Yeah, normally uh, when teams put pressure on us, kind of me teams, well, in the past few years, kind of bottle it a bit. And this year, like our mad last day and today, we just... They got a goal and we went down and or someone took over a point and yeah. it just brings it back and we, we just keep it going and that's all we did and we're doing it well this year. So Yeah, there seems to be a great togetherness within the squad. I know you're you're new into the setup and that you're you're relishing the you know the prospect tonight. You were out wing back, probably a little bit of a different role to what you've been playing recently. Yeah, the first kind of ten minutes I was just kinda of getting set and just seeing where uh, because it's a, way, a lot different, you're up and down the cornerback, you're mm. kind of standing and that, but oh, I enjoyed it, just a lot more freedom and just to try to get a lot of breaks around the middle and that's all I did, like, to be honest. But, and, and what's it like, you're loving the experience I'm sure, oh, coming onto at, the squad. Yeah, I was asking, I was surprised because I didn't actually play that um, much football with Summerhill last year and then just every uh, every game I just took my chance and I'm still going so hopefully it, it keeps Keep going. Brilliant, and then looking ahead, Kildare next weekend. That's that's going to be a yeah, huge game in Navan. In Navan, it's it. Navan will be packed as well, full of Kildare and me. Um, yeah, they'll be up for the, as always Kildare and Fee me. But uh, I'm sure it'll be a good game, and hopefully we can get two points. So that was 
Ronan Ryan there, the Summer Hill man. You know, uh, David, even though you're quite friendly with him, um, it's obvious that he's not used to doing interviews. No, and he and actually said it before. He was like, um, I've never done one of these before he's brilliant. or whatever. He was grand. I just said, look, relax. It's only it's only for the podcast. Yeah, it's, <laughs> but, uh, it's two lads having a chat. And you, you knew that he was... But I thought, I thought one of the things that stuck out for me and you're, you, I think it's something that you were going to bring up as well anyway, is um, when he turned around and he said, you know, in years gone by, um, yeah. new teams would have bottled it. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is that that is a belief of the supporters out there, is that it, years gone by, in recent years, we have bottled it. And, and it shows that that's completely gone out of their heads. Yeah. The fact that he's saying that. Exactly. And, and he's a newbie. It's yeah. not going to happen, basically. That's yeah. what he's saying. Um, as well as that, he like he's... You know, you can you can sense the positivity coming from him, and when he talks, like he admitted, he was nervous going out wing back because he's never been wing back before. But, you know, but then he loved it. The yeah, freedom. I'm sure he was worried that Shane Gallagher would come in and have a stormer, which he did. To be fair, but Ronan Ryan was equally as good wing back, so he's not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, it was really really uh, great to have one of the newbies on doing an interview, and well done to him because he's been an absolute revelation um, in that cornerback position this year I suppose before we go on to mark all the teams Brian Kelly you have some stats now from from the year to date um, top scorers and uh, most appearances <coughs> and, and stuff like that so I suppose if you want to give Kildare out a few of our secrets who's our top scorers for the mo- so far this year well top scorer so far this year is Mickey Newman right what has Mickey uh, kicked uh, he's kicked a goal and 33 points between many your, games between your Bourne Cup and the league and Mickey has played in seven games so 36 points from seven games the only, game, the only game he didn't feature in was the Longford match right because he played in the Sean Cox game the following day it's over yeah. five points it's a game five, five, just over five yeah. points a game he's averaging you know which is which is like, that's what you want from your full forward not from your free taker yeah. Yeah. do you know that's, that's exactly it who else uh, I suppose uh, who's the next three top scorers on the team so far next three top scorers are Thomas O'Reilly with a goal in 10 and Dara Campion with 11 Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, two newbies again. Well, Thomas O'Reilly was there last year. But Darren he was Campion there was, last year, but he, he wasn't near the down place. Exactly, yeah. you know, and he, and he was new to it. Um, I think the likes of Darren Campion, um, like Tomas is only young as well, isn't he? He's not uh, 22, 22, 23. Yeah. You know, he <coughs> These lads are all of the same age, played against each other, sim milk and the whole lot. You know, they give each they give you they bounce off each other, they give each other confidence and it's great to see it. Um the Darren Campion and Tommaso O'Reilly. Who's got the most appearances so far this year? Uh, there's two players have played in eight games. That's okay. Brian, Brian Menton. Brian Menton has started seven and come on in one. Okay, and who's the second one? Let me see. Uh I don't think it's Donald Keogan. Um I'm gonna say is it Andrew Colgan? No. No. Andrew Colgan has he played in five it. games. Oh well, then it's Conor McGill, is it? No. Okay, will I go through all the? <laughs> <laughs> I I'll, I'll give you one more guess. Give me one more guess. Is it Kyogen? You've already said him. Yeah, I said Kyogen. It wasn't Kyogen. <laughs> no, it's Graham Riley. Oh, yes, 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 Graham yes. Riley has started in one game and come on in seven. And come on in seven. Yes, it's just, yeah, when you don't see exactly, exactly. When you were wrong, is that what you're saying? When you were wrong. Oh, yes, been... of course I was wrong. I know I was wrong. <laughs> just to and make sure you have that on the record. There's a host of players that have played in seven matches. Um, Seamus Lavin, Ronan Ryan, Keoghan, Campion, Mickey Newman, T. Riley, Squealer Kane and Ben Brennan. And that's, you know, like that's, I think we've only played eight games altogether, yeah. isn't it? You know, so when you've got a whole host of players playing in seven games, it just shows you, as we said, 
that this team is getting really settled and he just had to make a couple of changes this weekend against Cork and the fellas who came in just fitted in so well. And anyone that came in, I know we're going to rate them in a minute, they actually put a bit of pressure on to maybe stay in. That's be interesting now to see when we rate them, to see what, are the new lads actually going to be starting the next day or will they be subs again? Because as I said, most of the lads were impressive coming in. Like. Yeah, it's got, look, it's, 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 it's a wonderful headache to have if you're Andy McIntyre. Do you know and what I mean? It's a brilliant headache to have. The key to a team when you're going well is to keep it settled. And there's 11 players have started all four league matches. Yeah. And realistically, that would be <gasps> at least 12 if James McIntyre hadn't pulled up in. That's it. That's yeah. it. And then the thing about it is is that they're using maybe two or three subs that are, that are the same each week. Yeah. But then there's two or three getting a little taste of it mm. here and there. I think what they're doing now at the moment is brilliant. And, and as we said, we'd love to see everybody getting out. To like in total... Just give me a second. Go to an advertisement break. <laughs> <laughs> 27 players have played in the league. Okay. 20, 27 in the, in the league. Yeah. That's brilliant yeah, as that's well. Excellent. And when you consider that 12, 12 players have started most of them, mm. you know what I mean? Like So you're getting an extra 15 different players in there. It's great stuff. Now we're going to move on. We're going to do the final part of the show for this week. We're going to rate the players, score them, um, and then we're going to finish up because it is time, lads, for... B League. Uh, <laughs> um, Andrew Colgan um, has had uh, a couple of good good performances, and I suppose that that goalie that he uh, let in against Donegal maybe brought down his scores uh, one of the weeks, but a fairly solid week, um, a full weekend in, in Cork, David. Yeah, yeah, solid as you like. Um, probably his best week to date. Kickout's very good. Uh, I give him a seven. I was going to say for his speed of his kickouts were brilliant it was something that maybe in other days we were a bit slow like in every sense we were just slow getting off the mark he got the kickouts really going fast and we won a lot of easy possession so I think he'd be seven maybe seven and a half we'll give, him, give him credit ok we're going to give Brian Kelly the call on the seven, seven, seven or eight seven seven no kidding. And that was fairly definite. <laughs> You're <laughs> not getting an eight yeah. off me. No, I didn't want to give him an eight I wanted to yeah, give him a half definitely not getting. Seamus Lavin in the corner lads he was probably our best player, I'd suggest. Um, 8.5. <laughs> yeah, probably an 8. I think he actually, he probably got a bit of an overlook for uh, the official GA team of the week because I, I saw a lot of the games yeah. and he definitely was one of the standout players in the country. So you probably could give him a 9, but... I think I'm he one got in the Hogan Sand team yeah, of the week. The so, official GA ones. So don't watch that's all that matters. He's a 9. <laughs> He's a 9, so he is then. Uh, because I think there is a couple of other players going to get an 8. <clears throat> so we have to be able to differentiate. Conor McGill at full back again, solid. Eight. Yeah? Yeah, no worries. Savage, yeah. Okay, then Ronan Ryan, uh, no, sorry, Shane Gallagher, start at corner back. Uh, seven and a half. Don't do halves. No, I, he shafted me on the last half, so I'm seven. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd probably go along with that. He actually had a shaky enough start and then got into the game and was excellent. Um, So yeah, seven. Good seven. score as well. That's some score from our full back line and goalkeeper, lads. Um, uh, Ronan Ryan at wing back yeah superb mopped up a lot of ball worked his socks off as we said already different position a lot more kind of running to do and he did it well so I'd be giving him an 8 no arguments I can argue but I'll go with 8 just the melee football is on tonight so is on. I could go through all his minor results under 14 or we could really make Donald Kjogan at centre back <laughs> eight. Don't, yeah Donald is ever present. He's always an eight, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. 
that's 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 four eights in a row. Is it? Yeah. yeah, I'm looking back there. That's an eight. Uh, he got, there was one like he potentially uh, got caught in possession once or twice, but overall he's so impeccable. It's so and, solid. And just, and that was more that he went on a forward run and there was no support coming yeah, off the shoulder. Yeah, exactly. Gavin McCoy on the other wing. He was he was really good. That was his first ever start for yeah. in the league. Uh, got the goal, got the first goal, was in the end of a really good move. Um, looked at home there. Uh, eight for me. Lads. I think only for he probably didn't influence open play directly bar, bar the goal like a lot. You probably give him seven. I think the eight is fair though the same. For the goal. Let's be positive on him. But when he got the goal, Brian Hill attests to the reaction when he got the goal from our own Sideline, uh, mild <laughs> surprise that it was Gavin McCoy. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like, are we? Are you sure? Like, kind of like, well, that's that's incredible. I did know that Mickey Newman was being given a bit of advice after the game. If you're looking for scoring tips, talk to McCoy. Gavin <laughs> McCoy is going to show me how to score goals. Um, well, that's an unbelievable score from our six backs and our goalkeeper. The lowest score this week is a seven. So, uh, I, that, that that's that's just class um, Brian Menton in the middle of the field 7 yeah, probably yeah. the black card probably dropped he, into a 7 he'd be an 8 only for the black card right. I thought the black card was still a little bit harsh but well yeah. I think Graham Riley probably was lucky not to get it yeah, and yeah it was the next met your man phase. ran into Menton and kind of the two of them fell down and Menton got done for pulling them down okay. it was a bit harsh it was a head on collision it looked very harsh but yeah and again a, on a, a brief side note on that with the black card we probably saw a bit of the mistakes of the rule. We had two genuine injuries in it, and was act- there was definitely no play acting on our end. But the clock continuously runs down for the black card, and there was about three minutes or so of the ten lost to injury, which probably shows maybe for later discussions on rules that that's Did something like that you could actually. Yeah, there was, was, I think it was Monaghan. We actually got complimented times. by the fourth official for the lads getting back up. That they didn't lay down when they were yeah. in. And just try to, to that, run down that, the clock. that could be a problem. We'll talk about that again. Exactly. We'll have a review. Yeah, we'll have a review of the result, the, 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 the new rules at the end of the league. Experimental we'll, rules. And we'll, and we'll bring it to Congress, lads, yeah. I reckon. Because uh, we're going to have a big say this year. Yeah. Um, Shane McIntyre joining Brian Menton in the middle of the field. An eight for Eric Kenny, man. <laughs> he'll, he'll explain that now in a second. Um, <laughs> on one of the graphics for the team selection. I uh, accidentally called him a Kenny player. <laughs> right. I, think, I don't know. Eight seems a bit more. He's had a great run of uh, performances, but I think I think a seven. If Menton got a seven, I think McIntyre yeah. maybe a seven as well this time. I, like he's been brilliant, but I think just ever so slightly he'd be a seven point five. But we're not allowed. He had a couple of wides. Um, yeah, that's what we just bring yeah, him back. Just so yeah, I, I thought back. he had better games where he got eight, so I'd be inclined to go seven as well. And he got yeah. injured at the end as well. But so. look, I think. Uh, it, it, your two midfielders are just they've been a high seven. seven it's a high seven it's a high seven, 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 seven. seven. Four, like. yeah. <laughs> um, no problem I think our midfield has been fairly solid as well over the last number of weeks uh, we have forward did Eaton Devine start? no no. Killian O'Sullivan Killian O'Sullivan That's, I just forgot to write that in there okay. he got awful bad treatment off the ball for the whole for the first 40 minutes well you have a terrible physio then if he was giving him bad treatment <laughs> <laughs> no, our boys are tough on the line now but, um, but so what was your mark him though? seven yeah, because sometimes he just got caught. He was getting frustrated. Oh. What was happening? He was trying to make these runs from very deep, which he's brilliant at. But what was happening was he was getting hands laid and pushing Checks, them off yeah. his timing. So he was arriving late, arriving early. Like he was just getting offset. Like and yeah, just didn't influence the play as much as someone like him. He maybe for me is a six, but it's probably a seven. Probably fair. Ah, yeah, I think seven's fair. I think he worked his socks off. 
He would have loved to score more. Like he just got stifled. Attack. Ben Brennan went off injured just before half time, but was excellent up until then. Yeah, he, he probably kicked the score of the game. To be mm, fair, over yeah. on the stand side, just before he he literally went off, and I think the lads will probably tell you they were in the dugout that he that he was dejected coming off. He he clearly didn't want to, and he got the injury early on, battled on, kicked the score. Uh, kicked a free, I think, as well, yeah. and then then was withdrawn because he, you know, he was carrying the injury. But a seven from what from what he he did. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Seven for less than he half probably, football. That's that's. He that's probably got class. the curly finger in other in other games because he was just slightly off the pace. Yeah. And this time he was, I think, there was a dejected because he was actually flying. flying. He was on the ball, dominating possession. The ball was kicked into him. He was just winning the ball. Mm. And he was kind of winning balls. He shouldn't. He had no right to was just yeah. up him and annoying him, but he was still able to. Gonna ride the contact. And That's class, and, and hopefully yeah. he'll, he'll recover from that injury before next week. Daryl Campion. He had, he had one of the moments of the game where a fellow tried to do him, and he, he flicked it over his head. Oh yeah, it was brilliant. It was just really like in a. It was oh yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. he he hit the and he kicked the ball like just flicked it over, yeah, yeah. just flicked uh, over him, and then he he kind of he was expecting like, like a rugby when you're kicking yeah. it into touch yeah. and you're well not kicking it touch, the touch, kicking under, it to the end line, yeah. the up and under, and trying to get it again. Yeah, he's a he's a. So what does he deserve for that? Well, for skill he's 10 but for he's been class like he's just been class he's been the difference I think I'd, yeah. say, I, I'd say 7 because he didn't score yeah, maybe, he probably just didn't get as much but he was involved know, he, he, oh he so was involved much. with so much but he, he probably just didn't have as good a game as he had say against Donegal so this, or, is this, this, is the, this is the forward coming out or Armagh for he example score. <laughs> forwards don't have to score especially wing forwards they're the ones that set up the score what do you know about but wing forwards but corner <laughs> forwards don't have to score either <laughs> <laughs> Brian and Kieran I'm giving you the column this he's going 7 or 8 for, for Dara Campion 7 7 oh doesn't matter what you say, two sevens. Not two sevens. Doesn't and make, you it doesn't had, make it right, does it? You had seven <laughs> fingers up there as well. Just <laughs> so you know, yeah. I should have given two or one. Brian McMahon in corner forward, lads. Obviously didn't play as a corner forward all the time. Yeah, again, typical just buzzing around the place, working hard. Just a pure link player. Yeah. He could have got he, a goal maybe, which he, he probably, yeah, probably should have. Kicked it wide on the near yeah. side. And then, and then he went through in the second half and to be fair, he was more unlucky when the ball kind of hopped off him or he sort of lost his footing but um, what are we giving him you'd give him a 7 you'd just like to see him get a, a point or two because I, just, I think he yeah, deserves his honour game deserves I feel it. from confidence point of view he could do it a couple of scores yeah I would have said he'd be more, closer to a 6 but I'd say you're giving him two sevens, are you? yeah yeah Mickey mm-hmm. Newman we're going to move seven. on to Mickey Newman yeah 7 not not at his best I actually believe he was sick uh, Saturday I was talking to his father on the way home from the game and he reckons he had a bit of a bug Saturday so he wasn't obviously at 100% um, Seven he, agreed. Uh, and Barry Dardis shafted him for the goal. Like he definitely should have passed it across the goals for the slapping, and we'd be talking about the scoring even more. Yeah. So I'd say seven as well. He could have had an eight if he got that goal. If he'd be raging. <laughs> Everyone's happy with a seven. And then <clears throat> the man in the corner, Tomas O'Reilly, the Wolf Tones man. Seven probably just kind of solid enough. I think he. Yeah, got a yeah. good score. Uh, His work rate right out the field is very impressive. Yeah, it's improved. Yeah, yeah. it is. It is yeah. something that he's seen, he's strengthened up or something, or he's a bit stronger in contact. Yeah, and his runs are kind of more intelligent. Sometimes he had a tendency to kind of make the same run in in years gone by. He seems to be kind of mixing it up now, and he's he's a real threat and a, and a real target man, as you said. He he's actually got, he's looks got like a fellow who could develop into a centre forward. Yeah, definitely, and he's he's the only young man as we spoke about as well. So. No worries, that's a seven. Lads, that's the first time that no we've had no sixes on the field. Um so it just shows you how 
they were all starting to progress and, 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 and keep their, their performances at a high level, which is brilliant. I'm looking down through the subs. We uh, we had Gavin McCoy. Did Mickey Burke come on? No. Probably the only sub on long enough to rate is Graham Riley. Mm. It's Graham Riley. And then Barry, obviously, coming on again. Barry Yardis. He only got eight minutes, though. I know, but he got 1-1. One, one. <laughs> and a black card. That's a hell of a black card, yeah. That's a hell of an eight minutes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, you'd, be, you'd be struggling to do that in a full game usually see what like. well he's got our best score to minutes ratio so far <laughs> yeah absolutely 8 minutes 4 points but it's, it's great for him and Andy said it in the interview too minutes. like that's yeah. his first taste of, of league the, football this Ethan year Ethan Devine got a good score when he came on yeah like Ethan is kind of he probably got targeted uh, he got targeted for 3 kickouts in a row when we were under pressure he won one very well but the other two he didn't and the breaks around him weren't there like some of the lads let him down yeah but he did break them to but, be fair yeah. yeah but I think for someone like him he, in, a, in a real kind of tough 10 minute spell he needed a bit more support I think it was actually the opposite side of what I said about Colgan the quick kick out where maybe at that stage needed to slow down slightly yeah. when we were dominating and winning the ball and we were a good bit ahead Graham Riley Graham Riley came on for Ben Brennan just before half time 7 I think yeah well he kicked a great score yeah. just, just after yeah. half time and that kind of settled us. It was a typical Graham Riley score. He got the ball around midfield, started the move, hand pass, ran on, got it back, and kicked the score and from it. It was probably a, with Menton getting Sinbin, it was probably crucial to have a fully fit Graham Riley on the pitch for that ten minutes yeah, rather yeah. than an eighty percent fit Ben Brennan. It was yeah, it, yeah. like the reaction you got from your substitutes is exactly what you want to see. That's the whole reason you have substitutes I, in the first I, place. I just think that we have to mark Barry Dardis for eight minutes. Yeah. I I'd give him an eight, eight for eight minutes. Yeah. Eight for eight. Yeah. yeah. Nine if you hadn't got the black card. <laughs> and nearly a seven for Shaft to Mickey Newman. We'll give him an eight. How dare you? Look, lads. What we'll do is uh, after the next game, we'll have a look back over their scores um, uh, for the for the five games that we have. But um, it's it's brilliant to see the scores where they are at the moment for these players, and hopefully there's no when the team are all averaging seven and above um, and nobody's going below seven, it, you're, hard, you're going to be hard beaten, you know, and, 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 and it's brilliant to see it. So um, long may it continue. Um, that's it for this week, lads. Is there any other business? Does anybody have anything else? Just get your um, ticket and get an album. I Sunday. suppose best luck to St. Pat's in the Leinster semi-final on Saturday. On Saturday, yeah, and absolutely. And Hinch won a senior D championship, North Leinster championship yesterday. So well done to them. Excellent, well done. Um, have you anything else from the county just board? Get your tickets, get the pre like the pre purchase. We can't say yeah. enough. Like save yourself the fiver, get to the game. It's going to be probably one of the biggest games me have had in years. So you you'd be mad to miss it. Bring the juvenile teams from your club. Pack yeah. pack the place out. Bring the children in. Let them see. Get, get them inspired. Under sixteens are free. We still have bring a ball as well. Yeah. So half time is the kids are all allowed out on the field. We'll bring so a ball. We'll bring a ball. I'll I'll be out in that field at half time. Well, nice so to see a part time man getting a kick on the on part time. We've got more of a kick of part time in the next years than the session went. Oh, it's all kicking Jesus. off here, lads. So it is. Well, um, David, any other business? Like to no, I think we'll, fight there, maybe we'll, we'll leave it on that note. <laughs> so there's a double header in Park Tolchin this Sunday. It is Mead and Kildare in the, the big game. And in uh, the Leinster under-16 match between Mead and Kildare, and Kildare also. It's, yeah. a, it's a doubleheader, Mead and Kildare. It's the ladies under-16, mm. isn't it? Um, that's taken. That's going to be the curtain raiser to the big one. So get into Park Tolch and get in early. Um, get your spot in the stand. Get your spot in the terrace. And uh, make sure you bring the noise to Park Tolchin on Sunday because it's, uh, it's a big one, as we said already. 
So look, I want to thank the lads for coming in um, to do the podcast again. It's always a pleasure to have them. And remember, we are Meet by Matters More.